All right, this week on One More Pass, we covered the crazy NFL game rescheduling policy that nobody seems to uh, have been able to dissect, not even Alan Turing and the... Uh, <laughs> And uh, the Enigma, Joey has some crazy feelings about that, obviously, being a Broncos fan. I, they're not crazy. They're just true. Oh, yeah. They're sorry. They're accurate. Wrong words. And we also cover Matt Patricia getting fired. We talk about Sarah Fuller at Vanderbilt being the first woman to play in a Power 5 game, being the kicker. And we have a couple of good pod dammits. Donaldson heating air. You're on blast this week. <laughs> Joey, you ready to go? Let's go. Rob, you ready to go? I am ready. Let's All, go. All right. One more pass. Let's do it. All right, welcome back to the One More Pass podcast. And you can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter. Rate and subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you listen to. And now- Hey, Kyle, they call it a podcatcher. So might want to start using that. Podcatcher? What's that? Just the the platform? That's what all the cool kids are saying. Podcatcher? Yeah. Okay, I didn't- Yeah. You learn something new every day. I I learned that the other day myself, a couple weeks ago. I think I'm officially old now. Yeah. I I have no idea what that means, but- Well, now you know. Podcatcher. You see, you, if you're a lifelong learner like me, <laughs> you're very open to that kind of information. Podcatcher, podcast platform. It's all, yeah. 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 And you save syllables too. And for you, that could be a good thing. That is great. People have no idea the amount of editing I need to do on myself so I can sound like a normal human being. But now you can also email us at, <laughs> you can email us at one more pass pod at gmail.com. Please email us your uh, comments, reviews of each episode, and maybe we can read some stuff on the air, as they would say back in the day. That would um, be awesome. If you have maybe any questions. Any, any um, solid job leads. Job leads, <laughs> mailbag questions. Yes. All the criticism, bring it. Please. Yeah. Jackson, Jackson, I believe, please be nice to us on there. He won't. He won't. But uh, yeah, guys, we had Thanksgiving this, uh, this past week. So Rob, how was your Thanksgiving? It was good. I worked, uh, but I got a I got a chance to go have some food with some friends, and um, yeah, it was pretty pretty good day. Pretty quiet weekend. Just kind of a ever ending quest to find the horrible smell that's in my refrigerator. Right. Still working on that. Shouldn't be that hard, but apparently it is. It's not just a matter <laughs> of cleaning out the pan. There's something dead in my fridge. Huh. I've cleaned it like twice. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, Joey, how was your Thanksgiving? It was nice. It was nice. Went out and. Uh, Played golf last Tuesday, a week ago, hmm. which is, and then it snowed last night and there was snow on the ground this morning. And my daughter uh, went sledding, like putting air quotes there on a boogie board down. <laughs> I, I couldn't even be measured in an inch. Can you measure actual flakes and count them as inches? <laughs> but she did go down the hill. She was completely covered in dead grass. Yeah. She's like, I love snow days. Because maybe I get a snow day from school. I'm like, I don't think they do that if you're online. Yeah. <laughs> do snow days exist anymore? I mean, we. Man, that was the one thing I was thinking about too. I was just kind of like, oh man, these kids now with online school, they have no excuse for snow days or anything else. It's yeah. just like, oh, it snowed. Well, guess what? We're moving online. <laughs> I'm sick. Pretty sure you can put your laptop on your stomach <laughs> while you're laying down. Yeah. But it was nice. And what else is nice is for all of our listeners, mm, uh, yeah. Kyle got a lovely new Nespresso machine and made some. Delicious coffee drinks for yeah, us. I'm enjoying did. them right now. Yeah. Thank you, Kyle. Very good. No problem. I'm just training for my uh, job that starts in January as a barista <laughs> somewhere. So you're going to need to touch up on your Christmas tree art. Yeah, I need to. Uh, people don't realize that. Uh, well, for one, podcasting is super hard. Have to uh, talk on the record when the when the red light goes on. Sometimes that's really hard for me to do. And also, uh, you should tip your baristas even more if you have really nice latte art because that shit is hard. It was kind of nice to uh, have a Thanksgiving tour. We didn't have to leave for bus call, you know, that, that night. That was very nice. Yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Joey, have you had Thanksgiving weekend gigs before to where like you've had to leave on Thanksgiving? Yes. Night? Yeah. We typically play, I think most Thanksgiving, I can remember a lot of midnight bus calls on Thursday night. Um, I actually texted Scotty and Jeff, one of the other guys in our band, Never forget boys, because it was a picture, it was a meme of the the Mark Sanchez butt fumble, which was on Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. And uh, we were at that game, of course. So that was kind of a, a nice memory. But yeah, it was nice to have that is that has been one thing, not just this weekend, but every weekend since I was a kid. I don't think I've had every weekend at home to watch football at my house. So that's been pretty enjoyable. That's a positive of twenty twenty. 
there you go. Is Scotty playing anywhere this week? You on tour yet? We are on tour starting in 2021, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. So Asterix. No, no, sh- <laughs> no shows. Yeah, no shows again. Rob, have you had to, uh, to leave on Thanksgiving night for a bus call? It's been a long time. You know, since I've been with Brad, he doesn't really, we, we were usually done by like, I think last year we were done middle of October when we got back from Europe. So yeah, it's been a while since I've had to, God, I can't remember the last time I had to get on a bus or a van to, to leave town on Thanksgiving, thankfully. Yeah, because I'm lucky. I have actually never had to leave on Thanksgiving night to uh, go to a gig that weekend. So. Wow. Yeah. Because when I was with Maddie and Tay, being females, they valued holiday time. Gotcha. More so, I think, than males do. And so they never booked anything that weekend. And then with Michael, yeah, we actually haven't done that either as we, long as I've of them. So we did the, actually, we just did it last year. Again, they did like a tree lighting thing down on 30A in Florida. Yeah. Which is actually kind of nice. We take, we, we vacation down there. <laughs> um, but it is, it's kind of a, it's one of those things where it's just a one-off. And so it gets to be, you know, you've eaten your, pie and coffee and whiskey and it's like 10 30 and you're dozing off on the couch and oh, damn it. I forgot I gotta you know <laughs> right. I need to leave. Um so it was nice to be able to stay home and watch every single football team that I wanted to win lose. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a definitely gonna be hard whenever we do go back to touring though, just like in the normal life, whenever a bus calls at midnight and I'm half asleep at nine thirty on my couch too. So having us have yeah, to stay not, up an extra two and a half hours that I'm going to be, you're sleeping heavens. You're not in tour shape sleeping wise. No, not yet. So man, but Rob, Brad Paisley train this week. No, you guys anywhere? No. Like I said, just uh, chasing the stink in my fridge. Nice. Which, which could be a song title. Yeah. New single. I'll text Brad and see if he wants to (laughs) co-write on that. (laughs) I I hear it already. Uh, Yeah. That uh, Sunday was great. Uh, I kind of, Got done everything I needed to do, and I just I made I got up and made a bolognese, and that cooked all day and made my house smell not bad. Yeah, good. And uh, just watched football and drank wine and just screamed at the TV, and and it was awesome. Nice, yeah, it was great. But no Paisley. Yeah, he's he's still uh, he's still holed up out in Franklin somewhere. Dry dock. He's dry docking it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we are still off with Michael, and we have no clue when we're going back either. So. Uh, Cheers to the start of December. It's almost Christmas time and all we want for Christmas are our jobs back. Yeah. So. Yes. Uh, yeah. Dear Santa. <laughs> Rob, are you going to sit on Santa's lap this year? Whatever it takes, man. <laughs> Whatever it takes. <laughs> Cookies, ice cream, premium, Pornhub premium, you know, <laughs> subscription, whatever the man wants. The lifetime membership that yeah, was on lifetime, sale for Black Friday. Yeah. Let's, let's just figure out what he wants. It's, <laughs> let's, let's find out if he's been naughty or nice and give him, you know giving, give him his, his alms accordingly to make, make our lives go back to better. All right, let's, let's move on to our episode. All right. So can someone explain to me what the NFL's protocol is for players contracting COVID? Because like, it just seems like all these rules are just absolutely everywhere right now. Like you have the Ravens who, like, I think the other day, like they had 18 players. I'm not quite sure what it is at this point. Their game with the Steelers gets postponed, pushed all the way back to Wednesday, which is today, the day the podcast drops. But you had the poor Broncos, Joey's Broncos, which Joey, like maybe we should start with Rob on his thoughts with this because I know you have a lot to say about that. I got I have just a few thoughts. A it's few smart thoughts. to let Rob go for you guys. I may just be done with my rant and you guys may just be gone. So yeah, uh, me and <laughs> yeah, Rob we'll will make just, another coffee. Yeah, yeah we'll make Joey another coffee up there. <laughs> but you have the uh, you have the Steelers and the Ravens, to which the NFL was so gracious to push their game all the way back to Wednesday. But then you have the poor Broncos who only had what, like 24 hours heads up to being like, no, you're still playing and you don't have a quarterback because all, because all your quarterbacks are on the COVID IR list. So can somebody explain to me how they came to this? Because uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out that. And of course I'm just reading it, just thinking like, this does not make any sense. And it just seems like they're just throwing darts at a dartboard for punishment wise or to reschedule games. So Rob, do you have any idea of how the NFL came to, just like letting the Broncos play, but still pushing back the the Ravens. The only thing I can think that is driving what is the motivating factor and why they are, whatever their policy is and whatever their enforcement is right now is that I think they're in a bit of panic mode. And so, so when the whole Steelers Baltimore thing, the COVID issues there arose, that was kind of like the, 
the first one. This late in the season, like the you know, we had what was the game? It was the Kansas City Buffalo game. What was it like about a month or so ago? Yeah, mm-hmm. they got pushed. So and that and that all stemmed from the Titans, Pittsburgh, that whole thing. So I I just think they're just like, well, we're this too far late in the season. These games have to be played, and so whatever we have to do to stay on schedule to not let this season go off the rails, we're going to do it. And if somebody has to suffer, i.e. the Denver Broncos, then so be it. You know, the NFL is not an egalitarian, you know, it's a meritocracy as, as, as most, you know, big leagues, professional leagues are, and they're going to do whatever they can to keep things in line and keep it going and find out who's going to play these games and who's going to be the winner and move on to the playoffs. And so I think that what they're trying to avoid this, uh, just from going off the rails, I think just just like fuck it. We, what are we going to do? We just we have to play these games. We'll yeah. do by hook or crook. You know, if we have to push gap games, and and that's and that's what we're doing now. You know, if that game goes off tomorrow or today, I guess this podcast, and then you know, great. And then the ones that get pushed back, you know, we'll see if it all if all the dominoes fall into place. But it feels it feels a little desperate. I don't know what the full. I, I read a little bit of what Schefter posted, but it just it just feels like they're kind of a little bit in panic mode and they're just trying to get it done however they can get it done. Yeah, because from what I've seen, the explanation is for why the Broncos still played was, Joey, uh, me and you were talking about this before we started recording, is quarterbacks were caught in a meeting uh, just like without their masks on. That's why the NFL is coming down with this a punishment of still making them play without a quarterback, which is like honestly insane to me, but... That is ridiculous. Yeah, but then, you know, like it's kind of like, well, you have the, the uh, Ravens who have but 18, like maybe more cases, but, oh yeah, we can push the games back for them. Oh, totally fine. Oh dude, like it's Lamar Jackson and Ben Roethlisberger, Steelers versus Ravens. Like every, you know, like everybody wants to see this. So like, I think it's kind of a cop out because it's kind of like, well, you're valuing, like obviously these two teams, you know, like that are more popular than this Denver Broncos team, which is what, like what they're three and something. They were four and six when the game started. Four and six. So it's kind of like, you know, I mean, like it's hard to get past the thinking, oh, the NFL just values the Ravens and Steelers a lot more than the Broncos, which I think like any league should value like all these teams like equally, like no matter what, because obviously like it's a league of drastic ups and downs, depending on, you know, draft picks and, you know, like one team could be really shitty one year, then like the next team they could go to win the Super Bowl. So it's like, yeah, I mean, like it's just really hard to get past, you know, them valuing the Ravens and Steelers more than the Broncos and just treating the Broncos as, ah, I mean, like nobody really cares about them this year. So yeah, just make a play. Who cares? I don't, I don't know if it's, I mean, I, I definitely, I can't see that them giving that much deference just because over one game over two teams Yeah, over Denver. Now, uh, yeah, New Orleans, Denver, you know, obviously not a huge marquee game, but it's still a game. It's still a cog in the season that has to flick to the nest tooth and in, in order for all the other ones to go. So yeah, I think it looks like they may have exercised a great more deal deference, but at the same time, it's the, all the policy, how they're doing it all doesn't, it, it doesn't, to me, it just looks like they're panicking. Yeah. And, and they're just kind of like, well, it's been done before. You know, we've seen in, even in the modern era, we've seen games where they're, you know, what was the Miami game where it was Ronnie Brown? Yeah, Ronnie Brown. So, I mean, yeah, nobody really wants to see that. I didn't want to see that. Yeah. On Sunday. You know, it was a hard game to watch. It was, it was a very hard game to watch. And I didn't, I didn't feel like, Oh, my team won. Great. I felt like, well, that was a game. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. you know, I was more happy that Tampa lost because that made that victory, albeit kind of hollow, you know, gave it a little bit more weight, but, but how they apply things, like it just, it just feels like it's not that they don't give a shit. They just, I think the season staying on the rails is more important than the actual teams because what like they're just trying to get through it at this point like just just train through because we see already the issues that they're having with men's basketball in college yeah you know talking about having a one giant bubble in indianapolis and it's just like it's this is what i kind of feared all along is it it getting to the point where they're just like the cat in the bathtub thing where they're just trying to grab i don't think it's gotten really bad yet if we can get past this weekend and everything Mm -hmm. kind of you know once the what was the, there's one game being, is there a game playing on Tuesday next week? Yes. Beca- yeah. Because of the, because they're having to move. They're, the they're Thursday having to do night, that. This Thursday yes. night game is moving this Tuesday, Tuesday, but yeah. it, this is also going into, I think there's a double header next Monday, Monday. because yeah. of, <sighs> boy, um, do you guys want to put your seatbelts on before I start saying what I think? 
I'm going to go out and get a bite to eat. I'm going to start going on my rant. Rob, do you need another uh, latte? Fly no, white? I'm good. I, I want to be here for this. I, I, I honestly, yeah, I just, <laughs> it's hard without knowing all the information. It's hard to really, I just can kind of know about what, what I, what I see. And it's unfortunate, you know, mm. they're, they're just trying to stay on track and I get that, but somebody's going to suffer and their lives like, well, it's this team's yeah. term or whatever. I don't know. It's, it feels that almost that simple and reductive to me, but I could be wrong. Yeah. Cause like, it's hard to be on that side whenever what, like they released a statement saying, Oh yeah. So we're going to move the game back to Wednesday for the Ravens and Steelers just to give the Steelers just like a day of practice. Yeah. When like the Broncos, they were just like, Oh cool. He's your quarterback. Oh, oh does he get a day? Oh no. Right. No, Joey, just like you said, like he was practicing handoffs pregame. That seemed kind of shitty. I felt yeah. like the, I felt like that game should have been pushed back. Yeah, Absolutely. Like at least a day. Absolutely. At least something. Yeah. yeah. Well, Joey. I, I, I'll try to be uh fair and impartial. I'd, not sure it's possible. No, man, uh, go for but it. But it's been a couple of days. You know, the, the biggest thing is, I think the NFL has done the best, the best they can do with the COVID situation so far. And I completely agree with Rob. I think they're starting to panic. What they did, that punishment they gave down to the Broncos was insane. Update, those guys had tested negative for COVID five days in a row at that point, the other quarterbacks. And they've tested negative the next two days. So if they would have said, let's push it to Tuesday, they could have played that game. And actually, I think it would have been a pretty decent game. Denver's defense hung in that game for a while. Thank God, if Breeze plays, it's like 60 to zero. Yeah. I mean, that, that would have been awful. But, but my biggest problem, you know, the, the controversy of where the mass on, where the mass off, you know, the Broncos, they voluntarily sent that footage into the league. The league requested it. So obviously they didn't think at the time that they were doing anything wrong. Um, they say that the masks were down while they were eating, which you have to do. And I guess in the new updated, like stricter league protocols, you can't eat around other people. I actually heard on a Broncos podcast, they read it and you have to eat, you can eat outside or you have to eat in your car. So I think that was a, that was a kind of a backbreaker there. But what I do think is so horribly unfair, if you look at how much leniency the Titans got, Look at Cam Newton with the Patriots, what they did in order to get that game in. Now, you could argue that it was earlier in the season. They could, they could be flexible with bye weeks. And there is some truth to that. But that, that punishment on 24 hours notice, to tell a team, you can play this game if you want, but you can't, you're not going to have any quarterbacks. Not only that, the Broncos asked the lead. They've, I was telling Kyle this earlier. They had, they've got a strength and conditioning coach that was a pretty decent quarterback in college. Yeah, Nick Shermer's son? Yes. And they yes, and they asked if he could basically be a backup mm-hmm. just to be active and the league said no. I mean, what what are you doing at this point? You have showed and now I think it's a bad look for the league because the league because they're bending over backwards to make this Steelers Ravens game happen. Yeah. If ever there was a game to say we're going to move it to week 18, which by the way, I guess the league saying that they're cool with putting games in week 18. I guess that was just a bunch of bullshit because this would be the game that you would move. Yeah. They're doing everything under the sun possible. Now, when you, when you make this kind of call and then you see a Tom Brady or it was after the Raiders game car and I forget who they were playing where guys don't have their masks on and they're hugging each other. It's a bad look for the league when all of a sudden they're like, Broncos screwed it up. All the quarterbacks are out. Do you think it's him maybe... They're trying to send a message. I, I absolutely think yeah. that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. And, and that's what I think is not, that's what I don't think is fair. I, I think there should have been at the, at the bare minimum, as Rob was saying, we're going to move this game to Tuesday. You can't have your quarterbacks, but you can, you know, maybe give you time to bring someone off the street if he can pass protocol or, or give this guy more than, he only had four hours to meet with coaches to play that game. Yeah. Um, I think it's a, it was a bad look for the league. It was a bad look for fans watching that. It was, it was bad. It worked out for the Saints. But if you look at competitive advantage for other teams in the NFC, I mean, they're fighting for the number one seed. So if you're a, you know, the Hawks or the Packers or um, the game wasn't, it just, it wasn't close. It, it couldn't be close. It was a feel good story. Like ah, maybe. And then as soon as he threw the first pass, it was like, okay, this guy's not a quarterback. Not only has he never taken an NFL snap period, most of the people on the Broncos didn't even know who he was. I know the league is doing whatever they can to try to push the season through, but they've set a pretty 
pretty high precedence here and they better damn well follow through with it. And now, I mean, by this logic, you should be seeing in the next few weeks, you would think that you're going to see a team have to play without all their receivers, without their running backs. What if that had been the offensive line? You yeah. know, they're all in the group and they're like, sorry, guys, you're out. Is, I mean, uh, is Baltimore's, I mean, is Lamar's not going to be able to play? Is he right? Or no. Is he? So it, it's a, I, I get what they're trying to do. And, and I, I love the NFL. I, 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 I'm not the biggest Roger Goodell fan. I don't think he's as evil as some people think he is. But I really think that's one where they should have stepped back and said, okay, let's, even if this is true, because some of the Broncos are saying, no, we have it in writing that what we were doing was okay. Now there's this controversy of if they, if they broke the rule. That's not what football is. It's like, mm-hmm. it, it's, just, it's turning into a mess. And like you were saying, Kyle, and then I'll wrap up my mini rant. They are trying to, it seems like they are adapting rules to make whatever work. Like I, with the Titans, I felt like they had a positive and one more positive and they're like, they're not playing this week. And then the Steelers are pissed. Now the Ravens have over 18 by now and they're like, okay, we think we can get it in on Tuesday. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Yeah, what happened? To, yeah. When did that change? I, I want them to get the season done and I want to see a full playoffs and I want to see the Super Bowl, but it's going to be interesting to see how these next four weeks go. And it sucks. It sucks for, I feel bad for Kendall Hinton, but I'm also excited. Like that's a pretty great story. He's going to get to tell his grandkids someday that he played quarterback in the NFL. All right. And we're back. Let's do our weekly NFL roundup. And uh, well, first off, we saw another head coach get fired, Matt Patricia from the uh, Detroit Lions. I think his record was like 14 and 30 something. It was not three good. years. It yeah. was bad, especially yeah. after Caldwell took him to the playoffs. What was it? Three seasons in yeah. a row or something like and I that. Think yeah. his, I think Caldwell's last two years were nine and seven. Yeah. I think both, but still that's in that division. We didn't put this on a rundown sheet before we started recording, but um, like when was the last time a, a Bill Belichick protege actually did well? In the past few years, Josh McDaniels did great. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, that's a good question. Yeah. Vrabel's doing good. Oh yeah. Vrabel. Yeah. Forgot about him. Which by the way, maybe we can talk about this another time, but I listened to his press conference yesterday. Oh yeah. Was it rough? I didn't see it. Maybe if, if we get a certain, Nashville radio sports personality. We can discuss that's a, that's a great because they were talking about it on that show. That's a yeah. Great I caught a little bit of that up. when Teron Davenport was was asking questions. Like Brable is, uh, I don't know if he thinks he has to bring the the Belichick uh, oh, mentality oh, of oh, just like the, the media press. stiffness. Yeah, he's okay. terrible. And I will say, I'll give him I'll give him credit. He's done a great job coaching. I still find them to be a, a pretty inconsistent team, but I think he's done a good job. I think he's, he's so bad with the press and I know no, if I was a coach, I wouldn't want to deal with it, but it's part of your job. Yeah. He's, he's really, that was, that was hard to listen to. Yeah. Joey, some highlights of this past weekend. Like I know it was a gloomy weekend for you uh, with the Broncos, but I mean like anything that you saw that you were uh, really impressed by. Kind of to what Rob said on the break, it seemed like when you look at other weeks where there were just so many great games and nail biters, Mm -hmm. this week was a little bit more of a dud when it came to that. Um, Deshaun Watson and the Texans like tearing it up. And then I don't know if you guys saw it came out last night that Bradley Roby and Will Fuller both got suspended for six games for PEDs, which (laughs) side note, the whole, I didn't know. I, what is it like? They always say I unknowingly took some of the substance. There's no way that they don't know exactly what's in everything. And if they're believing a trainer or whatever, they're like, oh, no, 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 you're going to be fine with this. They can't pick it up. I, I, I just don't believe that guys that are worth that much and spend that much on their bodies can't find out everything that's in it. Yeah. So Deshaun Watson, I mean, that's got to be, oh. you take DeAndre Hopkins and then you take, you take Will Fuller away. I don't know, that, that's brutal. Did they find masking agents too, or just the banned stu- substance? Just the banned substance from what I know. Mm. Um, well, that's kind of good for me because I have Brandon Cooks on my fantasy team. There you so go. Oh. I think he's going to go up he's to gonna, uh, old number one spot. Yep. Yeah. Got him too. He should. The, the Cardinals and Rams losses were just bad. Yeah. I mean, these teams that the Cardinals have actually had two bad losses in a row. They really had, they could have beaten Seattle last week in that, that Thursday night game. That hit, the hit that Murray took when he kind of got up last Thursday, kind of got up and winced and kind of grabbed his shoulder. I had seen some ESPN people saying that they thought that was maybe a bigger deal than it seemed. And I'm actually starting to believe that it's true because he, 
I watched a good portion of that game against the Patriots and DeAndre Hopkins the last two weeks, and I have him on my fantasy team, has just, his numbers have been way down and they just don't look the same. Now they didn't have Fitzgerald this week because he has, he's on the COVID list, but they looked, the Cardinals looked untouchable for a while or, or really great. Um, and then the Rams, like Jared Goff, I, I don't know. It, it's an interesting, we should do a whole podcast on what can pop, what causes quarterbacks to regress or be inconsistent. Carson Wentz. Dude, Carson Wentz, there was a stat on ESPN this morning that he's actually on a, it's a, they've never seen the, the, his, his digression and how bad he's getting each year is actually, they've never seen it in NFL history before. Yeah. It's Grant, he does have a terrible offensive line right now. And you could see last night he was trying to do kind of what he does, like some of those longer runs and yeah. instead of sliding, going head first in the tackles yeah. and stuff like that. He's, he's definitely trying to, you know, he's definitely trying to prove himself. And no, I don't think any, any, any player in this league right now benefits from not having fans in the stands than he does. Oh, right yeah. now. Dude, he'd be pelted he with some be, D batteries yeah, by now. Yeah, it would be so bad. Uh, and his contract is massive. It's ridiculous. They, when they showed those stats about like what would go against the salary cap oh. if they got rid of, it was just like, who, who is his agent? Like, can he be my agent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from here on out. Uh, Joey, that meme that you sent last night or this morning, uh, just like in our Instagram group thread, Wentz, uh, he's uh, tall in the pocket and he anticipates his receiver, hits him right in the hands uh, with a strike to the end zone. What a play by Wentz, but it's him throwing to the cornerback. Right. Oh, so for the Seahawks. For the yeah. Seahawks. And I'm just like, God, those memes just get me every time. It was such a bad pass. <laughs> but that... then he throws the Hail Mary at the end and the guy catches it. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which, what a catch by that tight yeah, end off the tip. Great catch. That interception was such a bad pass that when you watch it in real time, you think it's, you think you're seeing the jersey wrong. Yeah. Because because that cornerback is wide open, meaning he's not covering anybody. And he's just There's delivered. There's not a green shirt anywhere. <laughs> like it's yeah. just a perfect throw. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was, they're tied for first place still. Yeah. So you think about the contrast of absolutely insane. everything that Denver's going through, losing that game to the Saints with no quarterback, Denver would be tied for the first, for first place. And how has the NFC East not gotten in trouble with like the covid pushing back of games. Like you'd think that'd be part of their, yeah, their strategy to get some, yeah. <laughs> to get some sympathy in the league, but no, they're just charging on the, 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 the crazy mediocrity train is just barreling down the tracks. Although, although, uh, jet uh, giants, the G men, they look win. good. Yeah. Daniel Jones was hurt, but they're saying his hamstring is maybe not as bad. Yeah. They have what? Five wins now. Four wins. But they had four or five. They're five. I think they're five and six. I think they're four and seven. I'll look it up. Mm. All right. Dude, like if they have five, then Andy, like if they get up to seven wins, that's like at least somewhat, I mean, like it's not respectful because they would have a losing record, but kind of hoping that there is a five or six win team that wins the division and makes the playoff game because I just think that'd be absolutely hilarious. Yeah, four and seven. Four and seven? Four okay. and seven. So okay. the Giants, Washington, Giants and, and Washington football team, I'm laughing because I'm looking at the point differential for your first place New York Giants is negative 39. <laughs> Washington, negative two. Philly, negative 40. Dallas, negative 108. They've been outscored oh, by 108 oh, points. Shit. And they're one game out of the, the lead. Jeez. Damn. Stop the count. Yeah, uh, the only other thing that stood out to me was the, um, I know we talked about this too, but some of the firings, um, I guess they'd had enough in Detroit. I guess the everybody gets a free pass for COVID did, right. not, did not apply uh, no. to Patricia. That game was, that was bad. I had the Lions. Every time I feel really bad about the Broncos. I'm like, it's been five years since we won a Super Bowl. <laughs> I just think about the Lions. Yeah. True diehard Lion fans. Do you think Stafford's going to be out of there after this year too? Or do you think he's still hanging around? I actually have, I don't know if you guys noticed that the Broncos re-signed Garrett Bowles, their left tackle, who was considered to be an absolute bust. He led the league in holding penalties the last couple of years. He gets booed off the field. This year, he's the top rated left tackle in all of football. It's a pretty cool story, but they signed him to a deal Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon is when they found out they don't have any of their quarterbacks. So I actually have a theory that Denver could be making a play for Stafford or potentially Dak. And I think that they wanted to have their left, left tackle position wrapped up as kind of a selling point. That's smart. Maybe a little out there, but yeah. I, think, I think Stafford, I think he's going to go somewhere else. Yeah. At least his family won't have to live in a communist state anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah his wife is like, do we have a team in uh, South Dakota? Can we go there? <laughs> Isn't that where Wentz is from? 
no, no, yeah, North, North, North Dakota. North Dakota, the Bison. Have you Sorry. played the, uh, what is that, the Fargo Dome where they play? Uh, once, yes. Yeah. That was fun. We also played the University of Montana in Missoula. Oh, yeah. The Grizzlies. That's a great town. So pretty out there. It's, it's not the Grizzlies. It's the Grizz. The Grizz. Oh, the Grizz. The Grizz. Right. The Grizz. Old uh, FCS, Appalachian State foe football team. That's right. I actually love playing up there. Montana, North South Dakota. Yeah. Those fans are just insane because they also just get shit can drunk because yeah. nothing else. And they're stoked that you're up there. Yeah. I, have, I always have a, a lot of good like post, like holiday, like post, you know, regular season football. I remember like years ago, like for some reason, always watching those snowy playoff games, those division two games. Yeah. Oh, Montana yeah. and the Idaho Vandals, like playing oh, yes. two feet of snow. In the Kibbe Dome. God. Oh yeah. Yep. Those are great. Those are always so much fun, yeah, game, fun games to watch. Um, also how is Adam Case still employed? Like, do you think he has, I mean, he's going to get fired at the end of the year. Dude, Jess are just trying to get the number one pick. Like they're just like, Hey, we're just going to write this yeah, out. Maybe so. But I think it, it's, it's academic at this point, whether you've, I mean, the only reason they want to fire him now is to start looking for another coach, but that's already happening. I can almost guarantee it. Yeah. yeah. They're looking for another coach. They're, they're, they're sending emails and making calls. Yeah. I think it's just a very, it's, it's a symbolic performative thing for them at this point, just trying to save pace with everybody else. But yeah, he's gone. Yeah. I tell you who I, I would question if he keeps it up. I thought Anthony Lynn's coaching decisions. Oh my. Were like, they were terrible. He, that dude, I love him, but God, man, he is going to get, Justin Herbert killed. Yeah, that was I, that was that, a good that's, game. That's like Adam Gase level shit yeah. bag coaching right there. He, his, and I like him a lot. I, I do think too. He's a good dude, but man, he needs to fucking smarten up, man. His clock management and some of his decisions to go for. I mean, it is. Yeah, that, he he's a he's such a good dude, but he could be on the hot seat because they they just lose a lot of games and. There's a decent number of them are on him for just yeah. bad decisions. And plus, I'm just going to throw this out there again. I still think Jim Harbaugh to the Jets is going to happen this year. Or uh, to Detroit. That's it. Yeah, yeah, or Detroit. I mean, Michigan. I mean, he's up there, but you know. But then again, he has he's underperformed at Michigan the entire time he's been there. So, like, I don't know if if uh, the Michiganders, the old mitten, where's where's Detroit at? Mm. Maybe over here. Uh, oh yeah. Poor all the people. I'm just holding up my hand because whenever you. <laughs> <laughs> Because whenever you ask like a Michigander, oh hey, where are you from? And they and like they just hold yeah. up the men and they point, yeah, Detroit or the Jets. Because I think he's going to get sacked for Michigan this year. Anyway, we got Atlanta. Who else? Who else? Jags. Well, that was no. Is Jags? No, Jags was just the GM. Oh, it was just oh, really? GM. just yeah. GM. Gotcha. GM. There'll be more to come, probably. Yeah, I okay. think I think if you're, I've I've seen a few rumors that they're like Fangio could be out in Denver. I think two years. I think I think Fangio can be a good coach. I think he's been dealt a tough hand, especially this year. I think if you are even mediocre or to not great in this year of COVID with everything, I think you should get yeah. a free pass. Cause it is when you have to hit that reset button with a new coach and everything. I mean, it's, it's rare that you just hit the jackpot right away and, and start winning games. I've, I've heard, obviously they're going to make the playoffs in it, but it's kind of interesting. What do you guys think of the, it's, they're starting to become a beef between Brady and Arians. Like, did you see Arians comments? I think it was after uh, yeah. last week when he was like, the receivers are there. I think he was just confused <laughs> looking at some of the coverages and I, and Brady did not appreciate that at all. And it'll be interesting to watch, watch what happens there. Yeah. The argument that I don't necessarily think Brady was a product of a system, but I think the combination of him and Belichick, because if you look at like, if you look at the talent that they used to win those Super Bowls and how they did it, you know, yeah, Brady had a gun, but they weren't like, you know, he was lofting balls to Gronk, who was basically indefensible for the most part. You, you couldn't, you know, even <laughs> the best, some of the best, you know, cornerbacks and, and safeties in the league couldn't defend him. Yep. Uh, he's just too big and too fast in his prime. Those short, shifty receivers, Wes Welker, Danny Amendola. I mean, you know, they they obviously had, and he and Belichick is a, he's just a great, he, he manages the game. He's managed the game and surrounded himself with people that get the philosophy. Arians is a typical head coach. He's going to do what he wants to do. Now, Brady might be the greatest player of all time, but he's not a player coach like Manning was. Mm. He sees the field differently. Manning could coach and play a game and he did. That's how he played. I think Brady needed, I think they need that symbiosis. They needed each other. You take Brady and put him on a team with a ton of talent. I mean, it's not like they have bad receivers. They yeah. don't, but I think it comes down to buying into the system and the communication and the philosophy. And it's like, I don't 
that was the biggest, my biggest critique going in is like, is that going to work? Yeah. And it's worked a couple of games and it hasn't worked for a lot of them. Yeah. And yeah, like, oh, he was a system quarterback. I don't think it's necessarily like he was a system quarterback. I think that he and Belichick, like this is a generational combination of player coach that just created a juggernaut. They won six Super Bowls. That's hard. You know, I mean, I would say I would apply the same thing to, to, to Montana and Bill Walsh. You know, there was a marriage of philosophy and ability. And you're not going to get that every year. Yeah. <laughs> you're just not going to get that with every great quarterback and, and a different coach, you know? Yep. So, it, yeah, and it gets, you know, I think when you start getting down to the, the, the you know, the, the bare bones and the DNA of what's going on, there's a lot of, there's going to be cracks in the fissures that are other symptoms and stuff that we're not seeing, but you just, it's hard to replicate. Yeah. You know? They should I, be able to by, by looking at it on paper. Now they've got Antonio Brown. He seems to be, well, for the most part, behaving at yeah. least on the field. It's only been a couple of weeks. Before we wrap up the NFL, I did want to get your take on, I know it was a, a tough comeback, the Panthers-Viking games. Ooh. Yeah. Specifically, uh, is it, how do you say his last name, the coach? Is it, who's, who's Carolina's coach? It's uh, Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Rule sorry. Rule. Carolina Viking. Like, what do you think of him thus far? And do you think he's, I mean, it's his first year, so he's going to be okay, but. Yeah, because I personally think that he's doing a lot better job now than in the beginning of the season. Like, granted, like if we win these close games that we're having, dude, like our record could be winning at this point. You know, I think he's going to take him a few seasons. Well, I mean, he probably won't have a few seasons, but one good uh, off season that he'll have the team like all summer, like going into training camp and stuff. But like as a Panthers fan, like I'm actually like really happy because like we're staying in these games, contrary to what I thought. I mean, like as soon as the season started, you know, I mean, like, I just thought, oh shit, we're just going to get our asses kicked most of the season. And to hang in these games to, you know, like essentially come within one possession to win the game, which like our kicker, like had a shot to win it. Yep. You know, like I guess like this past game, but man, I mean, like we're sticking in there and I mean, like there are some bonehead things that he does still that I think he tries to be a little bit fancy with, but I do like it how we are very aggressive on fourth down. I really dig that. Like, especially when we have Chris McCaffrey back to where like, that was my first pod. Damn it. Like, why would you not give the ball to McCaffrey to make that one yard? And then before he got injured, you know, well, I mean like the, the two times he's gotten injured. Yeah. He's gotten the ball each one of those times and boom, done for golden. Yeah. Cause like, I think it's taken uh, just like rule a little bit to work out the fancy college that's within his blood at this point because what like he was at Temple, mm-hmm. went to Baylor, and then now first job in the NFL. Like he wasn't even a like assistant. I don't think even before that was right. He? Like before college, so he's just working out uh, the college in him. So I mean, like as a Panthers fan, to watch us be within yeah one possession of each game that we've lost, what minus one, I think. Yeah, they've been competitive in every game, and and they're doing it with ninety percent of the season has been without one of the best players in the NFL. Yeah, the running I mean, yeah, losing yeah. Christian McCaffrey is, he's he's almost guaranteed over 100 yards and at least two touchdowns. And yeah. my fantasy team can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But I am disappointed that we lost to the guy that said, well, if I die, I die. So. Joey Sly's got to make those kicks, man. Dude, I know. I, yeah, I mean, like he, man, dude, like he has a leg to just drop him in from like 65 yards. But yeah, like he just needs to rein in a little bit. Yeah. So. And man, if Brady can stick around, that can be a pretty dangerous yeah. With everybody healthy, that could be a, that could pretty be a formidable team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Brady's a freaking guru. Yeah. That guy's great. So we all are pretty pumped about uh, Teddy as well. Yeah. So. Love Teddy. God, I wish he was back. Yeah. He just needs to play more. So that's my take on the Panthers. All right, we're back. And uh, yeah, let's talk about the history making college start. The first woman that has started a power five football game. Sarah Fuller, right here out of Nashville, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. Here we go. Um, and what, like, I think one of the Vandy's kickers had some sort of injury. And then like the other backup had COVID, I yeah. think. Right. And then like that led to a female playing for the Vanderbilt Commodores anchored down. Dude, that was pretty rad to see. And for some reason, like there's been a bunch of hate on it. Like, you know, oh gosh, I mean, like that was the kick that you blah, blah, blah. I'm like, first off, it's a squib kick is what I thought that whole yeah, thing was. Yeah. That's an actual and, football player. And she play. did it great. That's exactly what she was supposed to do. Yeah. So yeah. Joey, what's your take? Like having two, da- or not two daughters, three daughters. Yeah. Just watching her play, man. Dude, how'd that feel? It, it was awesome. Honestly, 
all of my girls watched that game with me. Yeah. And watching it kind of, or they would go like, they, they got so excited. I mean, was, let's be honest. It was Vanderbilt so bad. It was painful to watch their offense. Just getting a first down. All I wanted them to do was get into field goal range. Yeah. Or an extra point. But watching, they kept saying, are they, are they close to scoring dad? Are they close to scoring? And I'll be honest, when they showed her parents on the sidelines and she went up and hugged him, I got choked up, man. Like yeah. that is, you know, we tell our kids specifically in this case, our daughters that you can truly do, you can do whatever you want to do. Anything is possible. And you saw it happen there. I mean, it really did watching the coaches and the players like rally around her. And I think it was awesome. Um, equally, I guess it was, that was going to be part of my pod, damn it, but I can switch it up. I, the response, I, I shouldn't have gone on Twitter in a moment like that and started reading responses. Yeah. Um, specifically when she was named SEC special teams player of the week, just reading some of these armchair gross looking ex high school quarterback, just some of the things that they were saying about her. It's like dudes that couldn't kick a ball past 10 yards. Yes. It, 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 it was so, again, it was my fault for reading them, but um, it's just how sad and pathetic does your life have to be to uh, say, well, uh, Kent Travis, oh, Clay Travis, he just couldn't, he just couldn't wait to go off on it. Clint from yeah. now on. He just couldn't wait to go <laughs> off on it. It's another, another woke community, you know, she can't even da 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 I'm like, God, people yeah. suck, man. Like that is- It's this, very deflating. Absolutely. And, and for the most part, it it was very- positive, you know, is it was just in a time where in a year where it seems like there's not a lot to cheer for and get excited for, that was something. And it was awesome. And I, I'm not sure what their schedule is, like if there's a chance she could be, I'd love to see her be active next week and just yeah, kick a field. I don't think I've ever rooted that hard for such a bad football team to get in a field goal range because I just wanted to see it so bad. And for what they were saying on the broadcast, they were saying that she was crushing field goals Yeah, in, um, in pregame warmup. Those videos that, that like I think Vandy football tweeted out of her in practice and the whole team just like hyping her up the entire time. Like that was pretty awesome to see. Yeah. Yeah. Like that kind of got me choked up too. Just having a, well, yeah, like a little daughter. I mean, like, even though she's almost two, like I seriously, you know, tell her every day, I just try to make it a point be like, Hey, you know, like I love you so much. You know, like you can do whatever you want to in life. Don't let anything stop you. Just don't be a drummer. Don't be a musician. Yeah, please just, don't do that. Just please don't do that. Just yeah. don't do that. Just go do something cool. But so yeah, it, it, was, it was awesome to see. I'm going to make a hot take here and it will be probably wildly unpopular to some degree, small degree. I agree with the clay Travis and, and, and let me, let me try to set up my argument to make, to make completely clear what I mean by this. Okay. First of all, I don't think it, I don't agree. I diverge with him on the fact that I don't think it was a publicity stunt. Yeah. I think Derek Mason, I've heard him on the radio. I don't know him personally, obviously, but I've heard him on the radio being interviewed. He's a solid man. I think he's a good and decent person. I think his, you know, anybody that's coaching at Vanderbilt is going to be behind the eight ball. They're going to be behind 12 eight balls. Yeah. So I think he's done the best job he could do, but every time I've heard him talk, he's a solid dude. I think he knew he was getting fired. I think this was a, I think it was a gesture of like, not necessarily fuck you Vanderbilt, but like, why not? I think it was done in good faith, but I, st- I don't think it was a publicity stunt because honestly, I don't think it really favors anybody other than just the amount of attention that it garners. Cause it's certainly not going to help Vanderbilt from a recruiting standpoint. Yeah. Because this probably won't happen again. Now I would love to see her stay on the team. I wanted to see her kick a field goal. That's what I wanted. Yeah. We all did. Yeah. The squib kick. And I may sound like a complete asshole, but where I agree with Clay Travis on this is like, Anybody on that team could have done that. I could have done it. Having a girl come from the soccer team, which by the way, her team just won yeah. the SEC championship in women's soccer. Vanderbilt doesn't even have a men's soccer team. So that kind of like, that guy didn't get buried in the, in the it didn't get buried in the story, but it was in there. And that's yeah. great. And she should get every bit of credit for that. But I felt like, as I said earlier, like NFL football in general is a, sports in general should be, for this is my philosophical argument. It's a meritocracy. You should be the best guy at the position, the best team, best coach, whatever. Now, it doesn't always work out that way, but I've always kind of cringed a little bit at the, the participation trophy. I get it when they're kids and they're playing t-ball and stuff, but I think when you get to a certain age, sports is about sportsmanship that includes winning, losing, 
doing it with respect, respecting the game, your players, your opponents, all those things need to be taught and they need to be kind of drilled into people to play the game the way it should be played. As far as I know, she'd never played football before. I thought my first emotional reaction was like, fuck yeah, might as well, you know, you know, but she didn't really get to kick a field goal and everybody was high-fiving her and everything, but it's like, well, okay, they didn't get in position and that's not necessarily her fault, but where I kind of agree with some of the detractors on this, the, the, the Clay Travis's and some of the other sports writers that I've listened to or people is that I don't think this was a Jackie Robinson kind of moment. There was a girl for Pickett County a couple of years ago that was a starting linebacker. I can't remember her name. And I remember reading that story. Um, granted that's high school football, but like, I didn't feel like, and maybe it'd be different if I had a daughter or whatever. I under, I, I, I'm fully, I'm totally behind the thing. You can be whatever you want to do. Man, if you're a woman and you feel like you can tackle Derrick Henry, bring it. You think you can stop Aaron Donald or you can cover DK Metcalf? Come on. Like I am all for it. Yeah. But that's going to be hard to do in the system that we have. And, and the part of the part of why this kind this whole situation let me down is like, okay, well, is she going to stay on the team? We don't know. I hope so. I hope she gets a chance. Yeah. I want her to. The woman, uh, who was the woman for Cleveland that got, uh, uh, she was the um, line, uh, not linebacker. Oh, the, the tight ends coach. Tight ends coach yeah. for Cleveland. Like that was a great story. That yep. kind of got buried in the lead of this weekend. Um, to me, that's more inspiring because she's been in the system. She's been working. Right. Or first, the uh, first female NFL refs. Yes. And where do you see him now? She works every single week. She works every single judge. week. Yep. She's got the respect of her industry and yep. those teams. That's great. This is a girl. Now, they obviously had other options. And this is what I do like about this is that Marison Mason's out the door. He didn't have to do this, but he wanted to do it. For whatever, I don't know the inside of his brain and his machinations of why he did it. The fact that he did it, whether it was a fuck you to Vanderbilt or to the fans or just because he has a big heart, which I think he does. I think that gesture of like, why not? Let's, let's crack the door open. Let's, let's mm. get some female players. She's never played but so before, but so what? Fuck the criticism. Fuck all the rest of it. Give her a chance. That was more important to me that he just didn't care whether it was a man or a woman. Mm. He just like, you know what? I'm going to try to do something good on the way out the door because I think he's got that kind of heart. Again, I don't think it's a, a Jackie Robinson kind of moment. I think the ref, that's more of a like, okay, she's been working in this field. She's been loving football of her life and she wants to either one to be a coach or a ref or now she's a ref. So yeah, I applaud it. But at the same time, it's hard for me. Like I had that initial emotional reaction to it, but then I started like looking at like, man, it's, I don't know. I just, especially in this day and age, I try to look at things with a very logical, like casuist. I don't know if you've heard of casuistry. It's this type of philosophy of looking at, you know, weighing problems and, and using different kind of theoretical instances to kind of solve problems, whether they be in law or philosophy. Um, I try to just be like, man, I want to like, I want to look at this at all the different angles and see how I really feel about it. Because once I started to think about what had happened and not necessarily listening to other people, but just start listening to my own brain when I started reading about her history and what was going on with Mason, I started like, man, I'm not bummed, but it's not what I wanted it to be. Mm. Now, if she keeps playing, fuck yeah. That's great. Yeah. I want to see her kick a field goal. But if this is just a one-off existential warm fuzzy for everybody for the week, that's kind of a bummer to me. So mm. that's kind of my take. I don't necessarily agree with, you know, the, the, the Clay Travis thing is like, oh, the, the blue check woke sports media, they're blah, 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 blah. Yeah, to some extent, they were, I think they were kind of guilty of turning this into something bigger than it was. But I don't think it was a all-out publicity stunt because I don't think it really... Yeah, I mean, like Vanderbilt has really it, there's, nothing there's to no, gain. There's no yeah. long game for that publicity to, 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 to kind of uh, become something else. You know, they're a terrible program. They have been for a long time. Whoever's going to come in and take over his place is going to have the same amount of problems that he had, the James Franklin, yep. that Woody Woodenhofer, all the past coaches. Hey, is there any wide receivers out there in high school that want to become a doctor? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and, and, it, and it would be awesome to Rob's point. Maybe this, it could be the beginning of, yeah. you know, if you, if you look at, positions on a football team, especially when you are playing in the SEC, you know, maybe that, maybe this is the start of, of female 
kickers or, you know, maybe just saying, Hey, this is something I could go for. There's an op. This is a, a door that's been barely cracked open. I think that yes. hasn't been at all. I think that's what is going to be the eventual. Once we get some distance from it, that's what I want to see is like, okay, people might not remember Sarah Fuller for ever kicking a field goal. And there would have been other women that have been on rosters. They right. just never played. They never got on the field. I yeah. think she was like the 18th or 19th, but, but she was the one. Now it wasn't because of her ability as a football player. Was it because solely because she was a woman? We'll never know. I'll never know. But I want to think that, that the reason why Derek Mason did that is because like, why not? Yeah. Well, let's, and I mean, sometimes things have to change and sometimes you got, you know, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. And so it's like, why not do it? I'm out the door anyway. They well, are going to fire me. Whether it was going to be Sunday or Monday or the end of the season, he wasn't going to last. Right. He wasn't going to be the coach. And take a look at, take a look at field goal, field goal kickers in college. Hell, even some NFL kickers, like you're going to tell me like, no, this is my guy. I mean, feel, I feel like kicking this year in college has been, has been terrible open it up and you got a, you got yeah. an sec champion goalkeeper got a hell of a leg. I see, I see college kickers miss 20 yarders every single Shit, week. Look so. at the pros this year. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Terrible. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and maybe that factored in his decision. I, I don't know, but I just know that I wanted it to be a bigger takeaway other than that for me. Now, am I happy for it? Do I hope she plays more? Yes. All right. Do I hope there's more girls that see that and go, yeah, yeah, I want to, I want to kick. I want to play soccer, but I can, I can play two sports. They're willing to, you know, they're willing to make those sacrifices and go for it and deal with the, the, the sexism and the bullshit that's going to come with it. My more power to them. And, and that's what, and another takeaway is like, yeah, telling little girls they can do anything. Yeah, you can. But also know that there's a lot of people that are going to be trying to stop you or tell you that you cannot, yep. you know, you got an give them battle. the, Give them the, you know, give them the, the, the dose of reality because look, look at what's happening to her right now. You know, mm. it's people are just, because they can, people can tweet and they're assholes and they're going to try to get their two cents in and, and Clay Travis is, you know, he's got his platform and he's going to try to make a big you know deal out of it. At the end of the day, we probably won't be talking about this again. I hope we are. I hope we're talking yeah, about I it. Hope but so but uh, nobody fucking cares about Vanderbilt other than when something like this happens. And that's kind of the sad reality of it, but it's sports and it's a story like we talked about when we were doing the movie podcast, I'm sorry I'm going on longer than this time I wanted to, but it's kind of the central, it's never really not, it's not like a Rudy moment, but it's, it's a, it's part of that whole narrative. It's part of all that structure of like what knits these moments and these games and why it makes it so special seeing underdogs or seeing people that, that were discounted and given a chance to do something. I don't necessarily think she was, you know, left out, in the cold and it was just like, Hey, do you want to come do this? And she came and did it. That's great. If that opens the door for somebody else, which I think this is the importance of that moment. That's great. That's yeah. what's important eventually. So I hope I made my point. I just, it's just one of those things. Like I get excited when stuff like that happens. And <laughs> yeah. then when my brain starts thinking about all the different reasons and possibilities and theoretical things, that's when I start the emotional comp component. Now, again, I don't have kids, so I don't have that kind of, you know, coloring how I think or feel about stuff, but I don't know. I just try to be rationalist, especially these days. It's just, yeah. With the political landscape and COVID and everything, you just have so much irrationality and just opinion and, and stuff that's just not backed by anything. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, just one last quick thing. Uh, so like, would you feel differently if she actually came in and made a field goal? I thought about that. Yeah. I think it would have been, you know, uh, I think a lot of the argument against the whole thing is that she just came in and hit a squip kick you know, which, um, honestly, I, I don't know why they just didn't have her kick it. If she could boom kicks, right. You know, cause she just gave him 30 yards mm -hmm. or she gave him the ball on the 30 yard line. It's like, or you're behind. If you're really going to fuck with people, just let her bomb it down the field. No, do an onside. Onside. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you're trying to win a game that you basically, by doing that, gave the other team five yards. It wasn't, it wasn't a pop-up where you're trying to pin them back and maybe cause a fumble. Yeah. You know, with a, a weird catch in this, you know, maybe catching the ball in the sun. They can't see it. No, it was a squib kick. That's, that's something you do when you're ahead and you want to take some time off the clock or whatever, you know, it's end of quarter, end of a game or whatever that it didn't make sense from a strategical standpoint to start the second half off kicking at a squib. That just seemed like, why the fuck did they do that? Now she was told to do that. Obviously. I think he did it. I think Mason knew quite possibly this is going to be her only chance to kick the ball. 
you know, with as bad as the offense had been. Well, then kick it in the end zone. She, yeah, I, I, I totally, I, I wish they would have done that too. I don't really understand. She, I mean, that. I saw the kick. She didn't take, I mean, she's a athletically built human being. She yeah. could have, from all I've heard, is like she could have, you know, buried that thing in the end zone. And that would have been great. Yeah. I would, I, I wanted I, to see her kick a fucking PAT or a, yeah. a field goal. That's a lot to ask for that team, a touchdown. I hope <laughs> well, she plays this week because I do. I, I, I do too. Really I, I will say happen. this. I hope. I hope that inspires her to keep playing. Now, I heard that she gave a halftime locker room speech. I don't know what was said. I don't know why another person, why a coach would be allowed to let someone do that to come in there and say what she said to that team. That seems like a bit of an overreach because this isn't a. Again, this isn't a girl that played football. This isn't a girl that's come up through those ranks. She's just literally coming into as a placeholder. Uh, so I don't know. There's just, a, there's a lot of stuff. It's so weird. Cause like, it's such a simple thing, but there's so much knitted into it and resonates from it around it. That's like, it's hard to, it's just hard for me to sit there and go like, yeah, that was awesome. And not go, but is it because these five things happened yeah. or didn't happen? So that's how my brain works. I may be an asshole, but I don't know. Maybe if I had kids, I'd be different. Rob, you're not an asshole. Yeah. We love you. You are, but go, go make, it's good go to hear your opinion. Coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Pod damn it. Pod damn it. Pod damn it. All right, we're back. The last segment of each episode. We got pod damn it. Robert Mitchell, you are up. Okay, my pod damn it is to whoever propagates the idea, and this is usually uh, sportscasters, you know, Fox, NBC, Fox, whoever, uh, I mean, CBS. Uh, the idea of the rivalry, like watching the beginning of the Chicago Green Bay. Like we're talking about this fire rivalry goes back a hundred years. You know what? Nobody fucking cares about this rivalry because Chicago's terrible. <laughs> and even college, like I can think of a couple, I can think of a couple rivalries like Texas, Oklahoma. Like if I felt like I was a fan of either one of those teams, I would definitely still hate that team. Like I hate Alabama and I definitely feel like we have a bit of a rivalry with them, but their rival is Auburn. Because it's in-state. And it doesn't always have to be that way. You know, Michigan, Ohio State. Now, obviously, two different states. But I, I would still say, as bad as Michigan has been against in that rivalry, I would still say that's a rivalry. Notre Dame, USC, historical rival, 60s, 70s, 80s even. Nobody cares. I mean, nobody outside of like, it doesn't feel like when I, you know, if those two teams play, like, I want to see, like, even like the Titans, when they were in the division with Baltimore and Pittsburgh, you know those teams hated each other. You felt that viral. You felt a visceral, you saw it when those fans came to town. That's a, that was a rival. It doesn't really exist anymore because they don't play as often because they're not in the same division. But like sitting there and trying to prop up this idea that people, you know, care about the Washington and Dallas, it's just like, can we just move past that. It's, it's a, you know, now yeah. that's not to say other rival, other rivalries will, will come up over the years. And that's what makes the game great because you do have those things, but like, let's call it spade a spade. That's not a rivalry anymore. It's a curb stomp. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the Chicago fans can get together in their homes or, you know, wherever they go to eat hot dogs and chili or whatever and pizza and watch a game and think it is, but like, well, because like, that's how I feel actually about the Michigan and Ohio state right now, because Michigan just hasn't shown up. Yeah. So to me, like the past like 10 years of that has just been Ohio state. You know, Stomping, doing- but, but I think if you, if you talk to the fans, like, and even if, like outside of those areas, you, I would, if somebody asked you like oh, the yeah. casual college football teams, like what's the biggest rival? And they, that would be, you know, Ohio state, Michigan would come to the, yeah. Cause it, it, it's, it's, it's more, it's even kids though, being brought up and their parents teaching them, even though hey, Michigan I ha- fucking hate this team. Yeah. Even though Michigan hasn't won a game in a, that game in a while, there's still a resonant sentiment like, okay, this has been a relevant game in the past, you know, 20 years or so. Nobody, nobody cares about, I mean, I should, I grew up watching. I remember in the seventies and eighties watching those, those, those Dallas and Redskins games and those, you know, Brett Favre and watching those games and they were violent, close games. And they had a lot of times they had playoff potential and it's like, now they just don't. So anyway, quit calling a rivalry. Pod damn it out. Sweet. I guess I'm up next. We'll let Joey be last because he already had a mini pod damn it on the Broncos in the NFL earlier. Was it mini? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Between Joey's diatribe about the NFL and Rob thinking he's an asshole for 
the uh, the vanny kicking thing. This episode's about two hours long. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but uh, mine is not sports related. Mine is uh, the UPS slash FedEx slash Amazon drivers who feel the need still to beat down your front door when a package has arrived. Whenever I get a notification as soon as they get into their truck saying they, okay, cool, delivered, beep. A thing pops up on my phone. Hey, package is here. Like, I don't need them to like, you know, battery ram my door while my daughter is napping, which always seems to be the moment that a package is delivered from, from 1.30 to about four o'clock to our house. Some point in there, my front door will just be just mauled down by the Amazon driver saying, hey, your package is here. And I'm like, I hope my daughter doesn't wake up because I only have two and a half hours to get shit done during the day. So, oh, and plus uh, during the winter time, my wife puts up this like uh, this metal star that has a snowman on it, like on the side of our door that's in her house and you can breathe on it and it's the loudest fucking thing ever. <laughs> so if you just like even bang the door, it's like bang. And then just like this big piece of metal is just like shaking against it. So, so. it just sounds like the SWAT teams. Exactly. Yeah. Up, yeah. Yeah. I'm cooking meth down here. So, uh, <laughs> cause we don't have a job. So pod damn it. Drivers, you don't just, just leave it there. It's fine. A notification pops up and my phone dings. That's less loud than you, uh, being SWAT on my door. So pod damn it. That's over with Joey. Uh, mine is also not sports related because I already went off about the Broncos earlier. Plumbers, electricians, anyone coming to fix something at your house. I don't ever want to hear the words. <laughs> I don't know why they did it like this the first time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to be kidding me. They, it happens so much. God, they never should have had this pipe going at a 90 degree angle. Cool, dude. I'm paying you now to fix it. That doesn't, I don't have a time machine, so I can't go back and talk to them. 10 years ago, probably. And furthermore, if I'm having to replace my HVAC system, which I had to a week ago, unless you are referencing the unit that you're going to put in and telling me how long that one's going to last, I don't want to hear how they don't make them like they used to. And my old unit that lasted 23 years, this new one you're putting in, I should be happy with 10 to 12. You know, like, don't tell me that news because I'm dying on the inside thinking like, what am I going to sell to pay for this HVAC that you're putting <laughs> yeah. into my house? You sell a liver, a kidney, Rob can deliver it to, uh, that's a, what to a hospital. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah just Maybe let me a, know. Yeah. I can um, harvest it for you too. <laughs> wow. So pod damn it. If you're coming over to fix something, I really appreciate it. I, I'm not interested in hearing why the last homeowner slash plumber did it a way that you didn't think was the right way. I'd love for you to just tell me what's wrong with it and fix it. And then I'll pay, I'll pay you. And then when you hang around the plumber water cooler later in the day, you can tell me, you can tell them about how dumb, you know, the piping system in my house is, yeah. but I'd rather not hear that news as I'm getting ready to pay you. Pod damn it. And uh, like, I just have one quick thing to jump on your pod damn it. And whenever these people come out, uh, can these companies stop sending sales reps as well with them? Because like the last few times I've had some stuff done to our HVAC, yeah, I'm just gonna put them on blast. Uh, fucking Donaldson Heating and Air oh. in town. They sent out a sales rep now. Yeah, just, that's tough. Just for like a tune-up. And then like, he's just like, oh, can I see your hot water heater? Yeah. I'm like, well, first off, you're a HVAC uh, yeah. company. Why do you want to look at my water heater? Oh, hey, there's some rust on here. Oh, I just want to let you know. We service uh, hot water heaters now. Oh, we saw that your heat exchanger has some rust on it. Oh, we don't want you to die from carbon monoxide poisoning. So we need you to replace that. And then Donaldson Heating Air sends out another person just to check on it as well. And there's like, I don't know what they were looking at because there's just like a speck of rust on it. Yeah. And, and yeah, you have a detector up there for carbon monoxide, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're fine. Oh, so the person from your company is telling me that I need to change this because he's a salesperson he's, and he's trying to get me to spend money during, during a pandemic that I'm not working currently yeah. in. Yeah. Cool, so man. we're not soliciting you. We're just going to piggyback on this repair. Right. We're going to send this guy out that like, oh, additionally, what you might want to consider. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, God, I hate those companies don't do that because you're just going to piss off your whole customer base. So, yep. yeah, I guess that wraps up this episode. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still with us. If you're still with us. Thanks for a, listening, mom. Yeah. <laughs> about an hour and 15 in. You can follow us at One More Pass on Instagram, at One More Pass on Twitter. Send us an email, onemorepasspod at gmail.com. Tell us how great or horribly we are doing and we may read some emails during the episode. Yeah, I want to read some viewer mail. That'd be awesome. If I was wanted to do that. All 20 people that yep. listen to us. But uh, Rob, do you have anything to say to our listeners? 
as we depart? Yeah, no, just uh, keep wearing your mask. Just, yeah, be happy. Enjoy your life. Enjoy your family. Don't be an asshole. Wear your seatbelt. Be, be true to your school. I don't know. <laughs> Joey. Good, goodbyes are hard for me. I don't know. I never know what to say. Uh, Rob, it's not a goodbye. It's more of a see you later. See you later. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but it's technically a goodbye. Wear, yeah. wear your mask. Maybe just stay at your house with your family this holiday. Yeah. Um, I think we're seri- seeing the, with news of vaccines and I think the finish line is, it's still a ways off, but I think there's some hope. We're only going to get there if we work on it together. And so everybody's bummed to miss doing certain holiday traditions, but maybe make up some new ones with your family at home. Yeah. Or guess what? Uh, join the club. We've all yeah, had exactly. something terrible yeah. happen to us this Exa- year. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Think about all the people that lost their jobs, you know, just because <laughs> you want to go eat turkey with 12 other people in somebody's house. I'm sorry. That's a different... No, that's a different podcast altogether. Let's you have to just, pay. That's just, a subscription. You have to pay yeah, for that, that that's, bonus pod. That's our Patreon uh, level. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, just think about all the people who have lost their jobs and they had to start a podcast. To, yes, to start their therapy group just to do something during the week. Exactly. Yeah. Just so be cool. uh, yeah, be cool. We're almost there. So we'll see y'all next week. <laughs>